I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call. What a blessing to be with you by means of radio. In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, our thought at this particular time is going to come especially from verse 44. How in the world are you? And uh, God has blessed us and given us some opportunities to actually speak the word of God in some areas. Uh, around the world. But uh, wherever you're listening to our program from, it's a blessing to have you there. Hey, if you ever like to get in touch with us, if you ever like to find you said, who is this Fisher Munn? Who is this Wayne Munn? My name is Andrew Wayne Munn. That's M-U-N-D. Who is this guy? Well, if you knew me, you wouldn't know anything. Oh, but if you know who I know, you'll say, well, who do you know? Uh, January the 2nd, 1966, I came to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. If you miss knowing me, no problem. But if you miss knowing the Lord, now that's a different thing. But if we ever can help you, we're as close as the computer. If you have a computer or access to a computer, maybe you have a friend that has one. You can kind of flip across this keyboard. It's just F-O-M-M. That's real easy to remember. That stands for Fishers of Men Ministries. F-O-M-M dot a little period, and then O-R-G, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. That'll bring you to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. Kind of leave us a note, kind of surf around a little bit and look at some different things that's there. We're constantly changing some stuff there. Stay away from the pictures. We say that quite often. Stay away from the pictures, especially the photos of uh, certain people that's there. But let us hear from you. If you call the station, they'll give you an address whereby you can write to us. I love getting mail uh, also, as well as those emails, as well as uh, response back from our website. The book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, verse 44. We're going to look for a little R word, a word that starts with R. That is just very important. I want to talk about that word today, this evening, this morning. Whenever you're listening to this program, a word that starts with R, Matthew chapter 24, verse 44. It says this, therefore be you also, and there's our word, therefore be you also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. All right, ready. All right, within its context, it's talking about ready for the coming of the Lord. Ready. That's a word that's Oh, it's a part of our vocabulary. Uh, it's something that we have to <laughs> be ready for. I always have to be ready for different things. I have to be ready to speak. Uh, sometimes I find myself in situations where people say, well, there's Brother Mon. Uh, Brother Mon, are you ready? And I said, I didn't come to speak. But I have to always be ready. You understand what I'm talking about? 
I ought to get ready for church. I ought to get ready for a meal. Uh, to get ready, we, this, you know, uh, the fault there is there from many areas of our life, more so this great event, the greatest event for the child of God. We think about in all the ages. It says, therefore, be you also ready for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, you think about looking at the doctrinal aspect, this aspects, that's two comings that are presented here. The first is the rapture. The second is the revelation. By the way, I say a pre-tribulation rapture, by the way, also. The rapture where the Lord comes for his church, the revelation where the Lord comes with his church. But you know, uh, there's one thing that's required of both of those comings that I find here in verse 44. It says, be also ready readiness. All right. Readiness for, for us, it would be the rapture. You miss the rapture too late to get ready. My friend, as far as the rapture is concerned, the taking away of the bride of Christ, my friend, we need to be ready. This thought of readiness is seen in verse 38 because they were not ready for the flood. Hence it said, it knew not until the flood came and took them all away. They were not ready as far as the field, it says in verse 40, then shall be two in the field, then one shall be taken, the other left. What's the problem? They wasn't ready. Uh, it talks about two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken, the other left. Somebody wasn't ready. So the principle is found there, the principle of readiness. For that being true, let me just sort of propose some thoughts for you. Is there any part of your life or any activity that you involved in uh, that would cause you not to be ready, or they would cause you to be ashamed if the Lord was to come back. You know, there's not a fact in the Bible that's any clearer as far as the coming of the Lord. It's described many ways, but uh, one way is mentioned over numerous times. Verse 43, it says, But this know that if the goodman of the house knew in which watch the thief would come. So First Thessalonians 5, 2, speaking of the rapture, he said, The day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now, there's something unusual about a thief. Well, it's really not unusual. <laughs> he doesn't announce his coming. So the Lord is not announcing his coming. We just need to be ready. Now, as far as the day and hour, I can't tell you when the Lord's going to come. I can tell you this. You need to be ready. I would not want the Lord to catch me in some questionable thing. How will he find you? Caught by surprise. Questionable deeds, you know. <laughs> caught, uh, the old expression is caught red-handed. I wouldn't want that. Let me just propose a couple of things for you that's rather practical. I, I want you to be ready for the Lord's coming. You said, Brother one, they've been saying this for years and years. Yeah, but the years are gone. <laughs> you know, so they've been saying this for thousands of years, but that's all in the past. It, it's, it's here. The time of his coming is right before us. So I would not want the Lord to catch me. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6, 7, and 8, he uses the word, let us not sleep as do others. I would not Want the Lord to catch me asleep? What are you talking about? Not being alert. Now, if you are asleep physically, you're inactive. You know, how many programs can I do while I am asleep? You said, I cannot do any radio programs unless I do them in my, you know, do them uh, as far as a dream is concerned. Asleep, but asleep spiritually, that means that you're inactive for God. While the work of God is carried on on this planet, my friend, you'll be asleep. I don't want that to happen. Be you also ready for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. I wouldn't want to have him to find me asleep. Are you actively involved in the work of the Lord? I am 
a local church preacher. Well, I do uh, Fishers and Ministries International. We do mission projects around the world. But my friend, we not only win people to Christ, but we see that local Bible-believing churches are established. And I believe there should be involvement by the child of God in local church activity work. Now, I don't mean you can't serve God in other situations on your job. I'm just saying this. All this age is designed to put you to sleep. All the pressures of this life and the activities of this life just force you know, we think about the things we want to do for God, it just it cuts them out. So if you don't watch it, my friend, the things of this life will cut away church from you. It'll cut away your Bible. It'll cut away your prayer life. I wouldn't want the Lord to find me asleep where he puts me off on a shelf somewhere. I don't want to be asleep if he comes. Therefore, be you also ready for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. Readiness, you know. I wouldn't want the Lord to catch me. Well, Philippians chapter 4 Verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Now, what is, the, what is that? I'm not to show care for anything. No, be careful for nothing in the sense of being full of care. Uh, when I am full of care, then there's that W word that just pops to the surface that the Spirit of God brings in front of my face. Worry. What is worry? It's the care of distrust. Some of you should be ashamed of yourself. Worry, you know. You know, I'm thankful for, I have in front of me a computer. And this computer a lot of times does my thinking for me. But you know what I need? I need a machine that does my worrying. Wouldn't you like to have one of those? We worry about the foolish, uh, I, the most foolish of things. I, I saw my dad not too long ago. I looked at my dad. My dad is still alive. He's 87 years old, a retired commercial fisherman. Got hundreds and thousands and millions of pounds of seafood products. Looked at my dad. There's not a hair left on his head. And I said, Lord, don't let that happen to me. Please don't let me go bald, you know. And I worry about my hair falling out, you know. He said, Brother Mon, do you still have hair? Uh, yes, I still got hair on my head. My brother is younger than I. He's losing his hair, you know. So we worry. What makes the difference? Worry never removes sorrow from tomorrow. It only saps the strength of today. Worry can't change the past. But what it'll do, it'll ruin the present, you know. We must learn contentment. And I don't want the Lord to find me worrying. If you see somebody worrying, what do you, what, you know, and, you know, they, they, they're nervous. How, how can you tell? You said sometimes you, you can see them shaking, you know, their hands shaking. So I don't want the Lord to catch me asleep, nor the Lord find me shaking. You know, I think of the Lord's coming. Wherefore be you also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. I wouldn't want the Lord to catch me, and this is true many times of people's lives, sorrowing. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13 talks about, don't you sorrow as others sorrow which have no hope. That within the context it had to do, we think about the death of our loved ones. We think about the things that happen in life, the troubles in life that just produce sorrow. Just, you know, we just swallowed up of overmuch sorrow. You know, I don't want to be so filled with sorrow that the thought of the coming of Christ does not flood my heart and my mind. I don't want to be asleep. I don't want to shake. I don't want to sorrow. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 28, it talks about being ashamed at his coming. What's he talking about? Can you imagine the feeling that will come over you in seeing the Savior? You know, I mean, he's going to descend with a shout, the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and there he is. My friend, I'm in some question, in the midst of some questionable deed or deeds, you know, to be called in sin and shame. I've, uh, I've been there before. 
I've, as a young person growing up, I've had my mom and dad said, don't do that. And I don't know how they found out, but they just, they just descended right on the scene of what I was doing. And all oh, the feeling of the heart, your heart just falls. I've got my children that way. Tell my children, make sure you don't, you know, you don't do this. And all of a sudden, there they were doing it. And there I was. And I caught them red-handed. And, you know, just to see them. See my girls begin to cry and see my son, ah, oh, lips begin to move and they all grown, got children themselves now. And I see it in the life of grandchildren. But to be caught, my friend, doing something questionable. Be you also ready for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. I want to be called clean. Oh, can I challenge you to, to live right today? That clean, holy life. Stay clean. For the Savior, because he's coming, he's coming soon. Then I would not want the Lord to catch me, as we see here in Matthew chapter 24. Let me just read one of these verses again. Then two shall be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. I would not want the Lord to catch me unsaved. Some of you that listen to this program right now, you've put this off and you put it off. And this question's in your mind about this matter of salvation. You need to stop that. Jesus died for you. He shed his blood for you. My friend, there's power in the blood that we shed there at Calvary. I mean, power to forgive you of every sin, but you've got to trust that. You've got to trust the finished work of Christ. I trust the finished work of Jesus Christ. When I did that, the Lord transformed my life. My friend, are you trusting or are you trusting yourself? You're trying to be good? You're trying to be religious, my friend? Trust what Jesus Christ did. What it would it be like to see this take place one should be taken the other left left behind i would not want the lord to find me and catch me unsaved make sure you trust christ and christ alone he'll not disappoint you once again transform your life therefore be you also ready for in such an hour as you think not the son of man cometh until next week the same time fisherman saying goodbye